0: This week on Good Deeds Creative Chats, we talk with Ed Westwick, the star of the new movie Enemy Lines. We talk about life, the making of Enemy Lines, creativity, and living in quarantine. Enjoy our first chat with Ed Westwick. It's good to finally get you on here, man. How have you been? How are you doing over there?
1: Yeah, doing okay. First and foremost, hello and uh thank you for having me. Thank you to you, Eric, for hosting this uh QA. Very, very excited to um to be here, to be talking about it, to have pulled all this together in these very uh challenging times. You know, I'm currently in London right now and uh have been here locked down for I think we're in our seventh week now. And I know some people in different places are. Uh, I've been locked down for for more time than that, and everybody's going through it. So, sending my uh, sending my my love and my warmth, and my thoughts to everybody right now. Um, you know, I think uh, I think everyone's kind of been dealing with it really, really well. You know, at least from what I've been gathering around the world, and obviously there's been a lot of uh, a lot of challenges, but you know, we're all going to get through it and uh, I'll be back to normal at some point. But in the meantime. You know, it's good for me to be here. I'm happy that Enemy Lines um, is now out in the U.S., coming out in the U.K. very soon, and around the world as well. So happy to have the opportunity to chat to you about that and about everything else tonight.
0: Yeah, man, we're very excited to talk to you. Uh, The movie's incredible. I'm assuming everyone who's on this live feed has seen the movie, and it seems like a lot of fans of yours uh, were very excited to see you playing this role and, uh, um, you know, excited to talk to you a little bit um, about the, the role that you played, the movie, um, you know, kind of get into it. Um, one thing, though, before we start, when I called you the other day, just um, the the text that you ended on was, uh, sorry, the pigeon lady just left. That was emotional. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I just uh I guess I should explain that I don't know I feel like there, right? you should talk should about be... the pigeon lady because it's kind of uh I feel like it's gonna be a good sequitur into uh into our conversation about enemy lines,
1: yeah I mean it's always good when you can kick off a q and a talking about pigeons you know um yeah, I will explain that so I just moved into a new place and um a couple of days into and this was just before lockdown uh hit london um there's a balcony area here and i i walked out one morning from you know I walked out into that area and uh there was a pigeon there and it was quite straight it only actually hit me weeks later i don't know how the pigeon ended up there because because the pigeon was injured okay so this pigeon had been attacked by something, um, and you know, a bit of damage to one of its wings, and it was stranded. And you know, I didn't know what to do. I don't have much experience dealing with pigeons, as uh, as you can imagine. But I thought I'm gonna I'm gonna try my best here to to kind of offer some support. Um, and so over the next couple of days, I managed to build a small shelter for this pigeon and. Uh, put down some some grain it was, it was, it was eating or gra- organic grain you'll be pleased to know within a within a couple of days and I wanted to give this guy a, a bit of a, a bit of a fighting chance at, at trying to recover um, now you know I did a little bit of research about what to do with uh, with the pigeon in this situation and uh, you know I, because the lockdown had happened I, I, it wasn't kind of indicating that I should go to one of the um, larger animal protection, um, groups. So I just kind of looked after him as best I could. And then eventually, uh, a couple, a couple of days ago, um, I, I Googled, uh, a, uh, wildlife rescue group. I came across a wildlife rescue group and this lovely lady, um, literally excuse the pun, flew to the rescue. And, uh, she, um, she came. She came and uh, uh, you know went round the went round the back and was able to get access to the to the pigeon and 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 scooped him up and was taking him off for uh, to have to have treatment. She assured me um, and that he would be um, you know he would be cared cared for and if uh, if possible you know he would he would fly again and if not he was going to live out his days in an aviary in Sussex, which is a beautiful part of England and. It doesn't sound like it it didn't sound like that, you know, you know, it was too bad a too bad a situation. Um, so I hope I did okay. Um, but he but you know, we got pretty attached, you know, and uh I named you him named Randy. It. Yeah, um,
0: named
1: it Randy. Yeah. Yeah. He 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 had the name Randy. Um, I can't quite remember why you know, we settled on Randy, but that's that's what yeah, that's how you. Uh, that's what he named up. That's what he ended up with as a name. And uh, you know, it's funny, man. It's funny because I didn't know how I would have reacted. Well, under normal circumstances, of course, I would have done my best to make sure that this lovely pigeon was cared for. Um, he probably would have moved on to another home a little bit more quickly. But you know, quarantine, lockdown. You 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 uh you develop strange bonds, you know. Um, so. I That's love what it. was going on. So that explains the uh, the the uh, the text message that you received. Yes,
0: I think you're going to have to post some pictures of Randy. Uh, you took some, right?
1: I have some pictures of Randy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, All right. On my phone,
0: did I did I send you them? No, you didn't send them to me. I'm just expecting to see them on social media later, since we've been uh, talking about Randy and you rescuing yeah. Randy, yeah. a pigeon,
1: not well, a scientist. Here's the funny, here, here's the funny thing. Here's the funny thing that I didn't realize um, at first, but if on my latest post—not my latest post, maybe my latest post—it's the one of me in a pink shirt in the in the house by the balcony. If you zoom in on the corner of the <laughs> photograph down on the bottom left, Randy is there. Randy is there. I'm being photo bombed by no, I'm Randy Pigeon. i doing this. Right You've got to put it up right now. I'm going to see if I can left. find it. So. You know, oh he's trying to, he yeah. he's obviously
0: in a little cage.
1: He knew what was up. That's there Randy right there. There he is, popping out. You know. <laughs> That's it. He's <laughs> over there. So he knew, he knew his moment was coming. He wanted to get, he wanted to, uh, you know, he's probably looking for some followers or something. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, anyway, Randy, Randy had his moment. So anyway, I was happy wait. to help. I just felt like it was um,
0: kind of suiting uh, you, just uh, saving saving people's lives, uh, a pigeon's life, a person's life. Whether you're portraying a character in a movie or real life, um, why don't we just jump into Enemy Lines? I think the, the easiest place to start with it's be... a natural
1: transition, right? It's this so a easy, transition.
0: Randy the Pigeon, Enemy Lines. How did you? Uh, how did the Perfect. project come Perfect. to you? How did you find Enemy Lines? And when was this?
1: yeah so this would have been 20 so the end of 2018 right at the end um right around christmas time um the script came to me um the producer great guy andy thompson um had worked with and was friends with um friended with my with what with one of my with my manager and um You know, it was just like, look, take a look at this, this World War Two piece, this action film um, and and, and tell us what we think. And I was intrigued from get go because I, you know, some of my favourite films are set in that era, are set within that genre. Um, I love Saving Private Ryan, um, which was actually filmed. Some of it was filmed not too far away from where I grew up in uh, in Hertfordshire in England so you know as a fan of those kind of kinds of movies I um I wanted to take a look at it I was very interested so I read the script and I thought that this sounded like a lot of fun I thought it was a very uh you know a, di- a slightly different story perhaps you know the kind of story kind of War Two story we don't see too much we used to seeing the big battles on the front lines and stuff like that and then this was something that was going on in a different area, um, a different theatre, if you will, within uh, the whole World War II um, event. And a very, very important, uh, significant part of it. Um, you know, these types of missions were going on all the time, um, some successful, some unsuccessful, um, and proved to be very, very important. So we our story focuses on um, you know, on, on, on one or a couple of those uh, real, real life, um, missions. Um, so I read this, I read the script, and I, I was totally up for it, man. So I had a discussion with um, with Anders Bank, the director, and with with the producers Andy, who I who I mentioned, and uh, we threw around a couple of ideas. They were very um, open to uh, discussion about the piece and uh, my input, which as an actor is, you know. It's not expected because, you know, as an actor, you come in and you play your part. But in the event that people do want to, um, you know, have some discussion about different creative ideas and things like that, it's 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 such a, a great thing to experience because you know you really feel like you, um, you really feel like you're a lot more involved in that case. And so we discussed a few different things, a few different pieces um, about the story and. what uh what uh, what different things meant and where we thought we could enhance certain bits and we um i think we were able to achieve that so that was right around christmas time 2018 and then uh christmas happened and then uh, you know first week of jan we packed the bags got on a plane and we went off to uh very cold very snowy belarus um and we shot the movie there, and I was there for the next next six weeks. I think it was about.
0: Was um, that the first time you'd about, ever yeah, been to Belarus? Weeks, five six
1: weeks. Um, it was my first time in Belarus. Very very interesting place. Um, didn't really know too much. I mean, how how much can you know about somewhere that you've never been to, right? So, I um, had a you know arrived there. I was very. Uh, very interesting place it felt like um felt slightly futuristic you know um it had it had a lot of kind of you know the big um big electronic billboards and stuff like that but then it had a very um very eastern european very ex-soviet block uh feel to it in terms of sort of the architecture and stuff like that so it had a very kind of interesting uh mixture of elements the people were lovely um had some really really good food there uh and they were celebrating their i think it was their new year slightly later because i think they're on on the orthodox calendar i think they're on a different calendar um so that was interesting so it was almost like two new years one after the other um so uh it was a very it was a city full of uh minsk was very very full, very full of life and very very uh very very noisy at times it was all fine but um no, we, uh, we then we got to it, you know, we were out in the woods a lot in the cold um, on a lot of these recreated 1940s World War II era sets and uh, just really got stuck into it, man. I had a great experience. I
0: imagine all those sets were built, right? Or were you working on pre like existing locations, but were they built, right? Because you were blowing a lot of them up.
1: Yeah, so one of the things I didn't know um, about Belarus is these are the guys who you go to to do a World War II film if you're going to do one outside of um, the USA or outside of the UK. Um, You know, so they have all of the stuff, all of the equipment. They have the experts in... um, you know wartime uh or war choreography um and it was amazing we had these sets built um there was almost like a whole village built for us i think in the movie for those who have seen the movie so far there's uh, there's a moment where my character and another one of the soldiers um who, who are undercover kind of thing we go into a village we're going to try and make contact with the partisans um and this whole village was constructive and it really was the only thing there so not only have you got this very kind of intense powerful atmosphere which is created by the weather which was complete snow the whole film is in complete snow um which has you know it's, it's that silence that deafening silence you know mm-hmm. um you we also had these fantastic villages this fantastic village which was built built up for us and then along with everyone in costume and everything like that it really really created a perfect atmosphere and that's the ideal kind of atmosphere you can ask for as an actor as well because you know there's very few distractions that are reminding you of you know your reality
0: you're maybe um, a few miles away from
1: a city really feel like, yeah exactly yeah. you can feel immersed in it so so i you know hats off to uh Hats off to the guys and you know the construction guys and all of the all of the crew that put together these sets and, and hats off to uh, to everyone for creating this environment because I feel like we were able to to really get into it.
0: Yeah, I felt like the the production design and the production elements gave you kind of like a, the viewer a transportative experience. It felt very authentic to the point where I, like I was watching it with people, we were wondering if these were real locations or sets. So, I mean, hats off to the filmmakers for for going the distance. Also with the tanks, the weapons, I'd say the, uh, the wardrobe, everything seemed very authentic, uh, which I'm sure helped for you getting a yeah, character.
1: I Definitely. And I mean, you know, I'm not one to glorify war in any, in any sense, but you know, it was pretty damn cool when these, uh, when these tanks were, were on set and we had all the guys, uh, you know suited up in the uniforms and i tell you what man when, they, when the guns went off by my head that 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 sounded pretty well pretty well. i think uh i think they might they might they might have slightly different rules in belarus when it comes to uh, stunt work but yeah but it was all uh, <laughs> but now you're doing all your own you know, stunts? i think that yeah no no it's not i feel like the left eardrum popped a few times with those oh, guns wow. guns were a little bit too close but it was good you know it felt uh it felt authentic for sure.
0: It did. It had like a very I mean, you and I were talking about this um a couple of days ago about how the film had a much more authentic feel than maybe a Bond or uh you know, a, a Bourne or some movie like that where it's 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 like a roller coaster. This movie felt more sure. like an authentic raw story where the action wasn't people flying off of buildings but you were being, you know, um people were following you and you guys would get stuck and and attacked and that felt pretty real.
1: Yeah, I think, I think one, yeah, it feels, look, the thing about this, you know, the conflict, it does seem a couple of 75 years. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's a, it's a long time ago and only a few people around actually really remember it, you know? Um, so I think that environment, that conflict, that situation is difficult to relate to, sure. But one of the things that I think you have to remember about these people, um, the people who were fighting, is they were, a few of them were career were soldiers and were and were people who were, you know, this is what they've done. And, they've, you know, some of them are, are in World War One, But these were people who had who would have been doing normal jobs, you know, had this war not been on, um, who might've been drafted into the war at any stage, you know? So, and, and wouldn't, wouldn't be, wouldn't be walking around with the training or skills that all my superheroes, superhuman, uh, skills that you see like a James Bond or someone have. So, you know, not to say that they weren't slick, you know, I think our, you know, our, our, our core of characters in this, in this film are an elite, um, Commando unit. Therefore they are well trained. Therefore they move with 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 skill and they and they get the job done. But they are you know they're, they're still they're still normal people. You know, it's still a very frightening experience for them. This is something where they could lose their lives at any moment, but and the danger and the risks are extremely high. But they have a job to do and they're going to you know, their, their will, their will to get that job done, their sacrifice, um, the heart, you know, that they have um, is incredible. And, and and you know, there were people, people in this war on both sides that had that, you know. But. Um, but, yes, yeah, so it's very interesting playing that, playing somebody who is a real person. I wanted my character to be real. You know, I wanted him to feel like a real person who uh, was who was being asked to. Uh, to go above the call of duty and um, and, and, and swallow his fear and swallow all the things that would make you know any one of us understandably turn and run away from these situations um, to make him to, so people could see what he was about you know and see what the sacrifice that he was willing to make there's so many make in the uh, in the in the, in the military and in the, in the armed forces
0: Just touching on that, how much of yourself did you bring to this character? Were you kind of, were you exploring new areas of yourself with uh, like, you know, maybe doing more research on the period and also bringing elements of you to this character? Maybe just talk about that a little bit.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think it's, I think you always have to bring an element of yourself because that's the most authentic thing you can, you can bring. Um... You know, and at the end of the day, it's it's your body and it's you that is that is walking through it, and that is that is that is going going to be in, be in the scene. So I think as an actor, you're able to draw on things that might have similar emotions at certain times or certain parts of a story where you're like, you know, what I've been in this before. I, you know, I can kind of imagine how this would go, and everything like that. But I haven't been to war. I haven't been a soldier. So what I could focus on is somebody who would have had another life, a life not too dissimilar to my own. He would have been a guy and had a family and you know had things that he enjoyed back home and, and everything like that and hobbies and people he cared about and a, and a sense of normalcy and a sense of feeling of safety, feeling safe. Um, and then being completely taken out of that situation Now, that was hard to relate to, but, you know, we've all experienced fear. We've all experienced um, times where we know we've had to kind of, you know, just get up and get up and get it done, you know. Um, Now, I've never felt like my life has been on the line, you know. Um, That has, that's a very different, no one's ever put a gun to my head or shot at me and all of that. But you try to. You have to use your imagination to fill in the fill in the blanks. Now you know I have got friends who served in uh, Afghanistan and Iraq. Um, People that I know and people that I've met over the years and spoken to them about that. And I've read one or two uh, bits and pieces on that. And you know maybe there are bits of, of bits of what they've said or. Little things I picked up in their eyes when they've been telling me a story that, you know, you read a bit of emotion that you're getting from them in those moments and, and you're able to to fill in the gaps, gaps as I say, with, with your own imagination and do your best shot, at, giving your best shot at, at living what that must be like in real circumstances, you know. So there's that. And then, you know, in terms of just kind of the era um, and what it was like you know, being a man in those times and all of that. I think that, um, you know, I think people do differ from generation to generation, certainly, you know. And it's not just about getting old. Um, you know, that that was a generation of particular valour, of particular um, integrity and honour and bravery, definitely. Um, and toughness, you know, this was a generation that went, when we went through a war went through world war Two, and yes we have our wars and everything like that um but there was you know i mean perhaps something a little bit different about these guys um and, and 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 women of this era so i um you know i just did my best but i i tell you what i really enjoyed i really enjoyed the 1940s music um i'm a big big fan of that kind of music and it just has such a resonance for uh for for that time and uh can really um, can really help you set a mood. So there was a lot of that being played while I was shooting this film, for sure.
0: Yeah, it was. How was it shooting in the snow? Uh, it seemed like it was probably pretty physically demanding. Uh, walking through fields of what looks like a foot high snow. Did you do any? Uh, I mean, what was your yeah plan for the movie physically? Did you do combat training? Uh, yeah, just talk about that a little bit.
1: Yeah, so uh going into the film, um I I was training in the gym and stuff, um as as always, but um, you know, possibly I was focused on it being a little bit more kind of uh leaner. And I you know, I I remember having a sense of hunger on this film, you know, because I wanted I wanted that to feel kinda of real real. I mean, these guys weren't walking around, you know, three course meals and bellies full and yeah feeling nice and uh, comfortable and ready to take a nap. No, they were they were on edge and definitely uh, there wasn't much food going around, you know? So I wanted to kind of try and maintain that or recreate that sense uh, physically. Um, so I did that, you know, I did combat training uh, with weapons, with, with guns um, on another film I did a few years ago. So I felt like I had retained some of that um training training so so i felt equipped to do that um and then getting getting on set and getting into that snow as you as you just touched on yeah that was pretty challenging so i mean in pl- in places it was a foot deep in places it was three foot deep you, you know what it's like when it's snow covered out there you can't tell um so sometimes you're stepping and you're going straight through um so i don't know if they managed to get any of those on the blooper reel that might be something i'll be delivering a very serious line and then just disappear mm. down down three feet of snow, that'd be something. But um, yeah. But no, some of the great um, some of the great shots in that film where uh, where we as a group are moving in formation across uh, a very open uh, space covered in snow. Um, obviously, you know the way the way filming happens is you're you're often doing one shot uh, quite a few times and. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sometimes people don't don't understand that it, it it can take a long time to shoot one thing that seems like it should only take a few seconds. So we um do we a marching man, treading through this snow quite a lot. And that was that was pretty it was pretty exhausting, but it's it's the one thing, it, it, it you know, it, it, it warms you up because you're working out pretty tough, but then once you sure. start, all your sweat just turns to ice, man. So it's uh quite quite uncomfortable. But it was a, it was good being out there, you know. I think the, I think the, um, you know, it just added a grit to it, man, and, and it added a lot of beauty to the, to the shots. Um,
0: yeah, the shots, you know,
1: were I, I, I just loved it. I thought it was very good. Yeah. Yeah,
0: I thought it was shot very well. Um, the action scenes were done very well, and yeah, how was it working with the the director and cinematographer?
1: Yeah, really, really cool. So I think these guys have known each other for. Uh, I think they were buddies from film school um which is great you know i think some of the greatest uh sets i've been on is where um as where, where people have worked together before you know and so um ooh, there we go people have worked together before and you know have that sense of ease with one another and these guys definitely had that. I I, I really enjoyed working with them and, and the way they kind of moved the camera around in what I've already described as tough conditions. You know, lugging big cameras around and equipment and crew getting everybody around. Um, it was it was very cool. It was very interesting for me to, to for for me to watch that because you know I've been on all, all different types of sets, but I hadn't been in the woods in the snow um, sh- shooting with uh, with with tanks and with guns like that. So. It was really, um, very exciting, man. Very exciting.
0: We've talked for almost 30 minutes, but I just kind of wanted to get into some fan questions. But before doing that, you said that you had a little bit of right. relation to this war. Your grandfather actually was part of World War II and with VE Day coming up soon. Maybe yeah. I wanted to chat about your family's relation to World War II. Yeah,
1: definitely. So my grandfather, who I who I never met, sadly, um, my mum's dad, my mum's dad, he was a specialist engineer, and so he was making, uh, helped making tanks and other um, other equipment for the uh, for the war effort. So he was one of the guys that you know was required at home because of his specialist uh, skills um during world war Two, um so so that was it and then my other grandfather actually was in uh north africa um which i forgot to mention to you the other day my my, my, my dad's dad and he was um he had his own uh his own squadron the squadron uh regiment that he was uh in charge of out there and again sadly i never got to meet him um so you know, I mean, I and you know, I hear the stories and see the photographs of uh, of, of both of these guys, and um, you know, so many, so many men uh, and and women sacrificed so much, and um, you know, were part of this. You know, I mean, sad, really. You know, terrible. The war ever has to happen, but you know, it's part of our history. Right. It's a unique experience that you get to tell a story.
0: That has something to do with your your family.
1: Yeah. Should we
0: jump into some fan questions?
1: You know, I love the fans, man. Let's, Let's do it. it.
0: You have amazing fans. Um, here's one that I liked.
1: What was your favorite scene to shoot in Enemy Lines? Um, that's a really tough question because there were so many. So we actually got to shoot. Can I have two? I'm going to have two. So I we shot at this fantastic... Um, Opera House um, in Minsk, and we were shooting there. And it was just such a grand, gorgeous building and to be all uh, suited in the, uh, in the US Marine outfit and, you know, a room full of people were um, having cocktails and smoking cigarettes and walking around, just recreating that atmosphere. That just felt very sophisticated and like a time machine and very elegant. Um, so that was that was really cool. But then, obviously, the actual action was um, was something very special. Uh, I think for me, probably when we were, oh man, there's so many, but when we were we were in the woods and we're we're walking through the woods and we're just about to meet the partisans and there's a shootout just before then where I grab the doctor and I pull him pull him around some uh, some trees to try and cover him it was just it was incredibly difficult because it was on a hill like this you know yeah, it looked we very difficult to, uh, yeah it was but it was um you know it was just it was exhilarating absolutely exhilarating yeah that's great uh
0: we have another one comparison to all of the characters that you have played what do you think major Kaminsky taught you as an actor and maybe a person as well
1: Wow, what a, what a brilliant question. Um, I think I think some. I think I think you know about leadership and about the choice of words. You know, he is a leader of this unit. He's not a he's not a man of, of of many many words. You know, he he sticks to he sticks to the message. You know, he sticks to to leading, you know, to being, to be keeping calm, seeing when people need to see calm, and a sense of determination. And I think that that is an incredible ability to have an incredible skill to perhaps learn. Um, And one that, you know, one that I'd like to think I have, I think I have that. probably nowhere near as brave as Major Kaminsky if I'm being completely honest, but um you know, I I'm sure I'm sure glad there are there are, there are people people out there like like that when we need them, you know? Yeah,
0: that's great. Yeah, I think you portrayed that uh the personalities of that character very well. Um Thank you.
1: Uh
0: did you learn any Russian words?
1: Any Russian words? I <laughs> Have not learned any Russian words. I'm sorry, Russia, um, <laughs> but I would really like to come and visit your country. My my brother lived in Russia in the nineties, um, so he's he's told me a few stories. But um, but I would I uh, would love to come to uh, to Russia at some point And and then I am totally up for anyone who wants to teach me some Russian can please do so. Thank you so much.
0: I think there's a I think there's a lot of people here who would love to teach you Russian on this live chat. Um, let's see. Who inspired you for your part in enemy lines?
1: Um, I think probably just a mixture of, a mixture of characters, you know, a mixture of people. I mean, as I mentioned, you know, I'm a big fan of, uh, of some of the World War Two uh, classics like Saving Private Ryan, but I, I wouldn't necessarily say that I that you know there was direct inspiration. I mean, the inspiration for me comes from the story as a whole, comes from me creating a voice for this character and using my imagination, uh, and then using as I already spoke about what parts of Myself that I put in that situation, um, and then you know you kind of just you know with anything you you're never going to have an exact clear cut you know idea of, of of what this is until it starts you know once you perform and you start acting with the other people and you start having the conversations with the director and you get a feel for the environment you know sometimes things come out differently you know they have a life of their own and you want that you want to you want your character. You want to have an idea of your character, of course, of course. But you want to be flexible at first and maybe throughout because it's a living, breathing thing. Um, and you don't know in a scene certain things might happen that make you think, oh, I was going to react in this way. But now I feel like my character would react in this way. But in terms of inspiration, I just wanted to, I just, you know, I just lent on my imagination and lent on some different things. And uh, and wanted, you know, I think I just started with like a strong guy, a strong guy who realized um, he had, a, you know, he had a call of duty here, you know. And I wanted to start with that and see where it kind of took me. And I built it up and I designed a backstory for him and his life and uh, back home in the States. And, um, you know, one scene that I really... I, I had this idea. Um, I had this idea after we finished, finished filming, at least in the in the opera house, that I wish I would have pitched to the to the to the director. I was I was I was thinking that there should have been a scene or should have been a quick a quick flash of Kaminsky dancing with his wife,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and shot in slow-mo or something like that and then later on in the conflict or later on in the film i would have loved to have seen a moment where we flashed back to that so you could see what he was thinking just so we had a tiny bit more but for me this was all going on this is what was in his mind and i hope at times you know we were able to see that this wasn't a robot this wasn't a superhero this was a man who was very very terrified and, and was and dealing with that and trying to get the job done.
0: Let's see here. What was the thing that most surprised you during production? Maybe, there, you know, if, if, there, if there's um, anything or maybe, um, funny, scary, anything, any good stories from set?
1: Yeah, no, definitely. I think the, uh, the, well, all in one probably was how loud those, we had the real world war two guns. We had a, uh, I think it was a, and it was like a Russian rifle or something like that, and that thing just pinged off by my head, man, and that yeah. was, that was pretty scary, but uh, and super loud. But no, I think um, it was, uh, it was, it was a combination, man. I mean, I think that and, the, and, the, and some of these explosions were going off very, very close. You know, I, it, it, you know, I didn't see anyone getting carted off on a stretcher or anything like that, but we had a lot of extras, you know, and yeah. there was a lot of explosion. So I hope everyone's accounted for. <laughs> I hope there's no disclaimer at the end of the movie that I haven't seen that says, you know, we are, we were sorry in tribute to... Um, <laughs> Some people were XYZ injured. Guy from, yeah. Yeah, no animals for sure, but a few people <laughs> were blown up. I hope not. So, um, no, look, it was... Um, I think uh I think just you know the whole thing was surprising as I said I I didn't know Belarus did World War 2 so so well the film community out there so super super grateful to uh to have the chance to work with those guys and see how they do it uh I recommend anyone who's you know looking to go and shoot a movie in Belarus or looking for someone to go and shoot a movie definitely check out Belarus um and then uh you know, just just the city in general was very uh, was very unique. It was the dead of winter, so I I didn't get to see uh, too much. I did get to go to the ballet one night at, at the place where we shot, um, and I actually saw um, saw uh, saw a performance there, which was uh, which was very cool. Uh, and I got invited onto the stage after the performance and got to to, to meet some of the uh, some of the people involved with the production. So that was very very kind, very, uh, very exciting. Um, So, I mean, it was all just, you know, all together. It was, it was, uh, it was cool. But then I'll tell you what the actual, the the, the most scary thing was, is the drives home at (laughs) night. So here we've got, you know, and I think I mentioned this to you. I'm glad I remembered. We, uh, so we'd shoot all day. We shoot all day and we'd be coming back in the dark and it's the dead of winter, it's icy roads. And I had, I had the I had my driver. He was biggest sweetheart, lovely lovely kid, and um, you know he was he obviously thought that I wanted to get home, right? I, I you know I've been working all day and I need to get back to the hotel and let's get him back. So he was a little bit eager in terms of the, the speed, um, which was no good on a, on an icy road in Belarus in the in the dead of winter. So almost every night I nearly died because the car would spin out, you know and it's like okay I've been around guns all day things have been blowing up yeah you're sensitive we survived that you know we survived that but no you're going to die in the mercedes on the way home and spin yeah. around you know so <laughs> um but luckily obviously that didn't happen so we we made it we made it um but that yeah that was it so a few a few uh, a few close scrapes um let's see got a
0: couple more um, if you had to play any other character in this movie, who would it be and why
1: wow um probably one of the older uh older generals they get to stay warm in this movie you know they're not out in the uh they're not out in the snow that would that would be me taking the uh taking the easy road um i would probably Well, it's interesting, you know, I'm not playing the villain in this one, you know, I played the villain quite a a lot of time. So, you know, I was, you know, maybe I would, um, maybe I'd play one of the villains, you know, but, um, you know, I think the Russian characters are brilliant um, in this. I love, uh, I love the performances that were given. Um, So, so maybe i i maybe I do that, but I can't speak Russian as we'd already established, so yeah, it wouldn't happen.
0: There's a few people asking about putting on different accents um how difficult it is to learn or or perform with other accents an English accent or
1: you know American or I think so you know it's practice right um i I you know I think that it is practice, but look I'm English. Uh, it's probably a good start if English is your first language. I probably they're gonna if you're doing an American accent anyway. But I'm pretty sure I'm pretty terrible at at, at some other accents, you know. But I'll give it a good go. Um, if I get laughed at, I get laughed at. You know, I I get to uh, I got to learn a little bit of um of Polish for this film. Just a couple of words. I think it was supposed to be more. They probably. Listened to him, my Polish, and said, "We go right. We got to cut this down because this guy sounds terrible. <laughs> I don't know, but um, but uh, but either way, I got a couple of words in, so I could probably add that to my resume. You know, speaks Polish. Speaks you know?
0: five words of Polish. Exactly. Uh, the only five see. words
1: you need. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: I'm looking here through these questions, um, what are you looking to do next? That's a fun one. Or you know, I, I also like oh, there's that. What are you looking to do next? And then I also like if you weren't an actor, what would you be doing? That's a fun one.
1: Yeah. Well, right now I'd probably not be doing a lot like uh, everyone else. <laughs> but um, I uh, I don't know. You know, I've had I've had, uh, I've had many many interests. Uh, you know over the years um you know acting's always been a consistent one i recently um directed a short film uh which you actually got the chance to see when we were up at mammoth film festival so uh, i directed that it's called tether gonna make it hopefully make it available for people to see in the not too distant future you know we were doing film festivals before um this whole situation with COVID 19 occurred and everything got shut down so um, we'll see where we're at, you know, in a short space of time with regard to my short film. But I really, really enjoyed that process uh, and, I, and I'd love to expand on that and, and make a feature film. So I've been writing and writing with um, some, some partners of mine and trying to, well, we have been developing a few different projects that, you know, we would like to make. So. I think that would be a natural progression. It's definitely something that, that I feel excited by. Um, and then, you know, if I wasn't acting, I mean, who knows? You know, I, I did, you know, when I, was, when I was 18, 17, 18, I had, I was at college in my town and I and I took a, you know, I had a, what's known as an A-level, which is a, a, um, someone under a degree in uh, law and communications and in, business so very very different could have gone a very different way you know but i think life's beautiful like that you know i mean twists and turns happen and i think as long as you're as open as you can be and you realize you know i was reading this quote about you know as one door closes and another one opens but for a lot of us we spend so much time worrying about the door that closed and the things that we missed about that door that we don't look at the door that's opening, you know. And I feel like if you can live your life by looking more at the door that's opening, the door that may open for you, I feel like that's the best position you can put yourself in. And um, even even with acting, you know, I've I've had to you've had to be like that over the years. You know, I mean, as actors, we audition for stuff. I still audition for stuff, and you know, you're not, not going to get everything, you know. Um and things that you really thought you were right for, things that you love just it might, might not work out and so you know you've got to, you've got to learn to deal with those parts of it and you know it's a very kind of real part of the business that we all go through that um sometimes isn't really talked about too much you know but a lot of rejection there's a rejection in everywhere you know you've got to pick yourself up and you've got to get on with it and always ask yourself what it is. What it is that you really want, but always be flexible and uh, and w- and ready to adapt. You know, I think that's what that's what happiness is about. It's what life's about. At least that's what it's been about for me. Yeah, that's great. I
0: mean, you're opening another door with the directing. We talked. I mean, we you know that's how we met each other was sitting next to each other while your short film was showing. Um, has directing you're short and wanting to move a little bit more into that space kind of changed your approach to acting at all, or maybe vice versa. I mean, I'm sure you can bring both elements
1: into one or the other. Yeah, no, definitely. I think so. Um, I think I've I've always watched actors, other actors over the years. I think that's how you learn as well. You know, and I've had the opportunity of working with some, really fantastic actors over the over the years and i feel like again then with the directors it's the same the same story and so i you know you're you're able to pull on your experiences and stuff i think that i don't know if it's interesting i mean definitely my acting has influenced my directing but at this stage because i've only directed the one thing i don't know if the others influence the other but I mean, it's just it, for me, it's just like I've kind of just opened up this whole new thing. For myself, for my. That I, I I really knew a bit about it's like I've walked into a bigger room at a party, you know, that's what it feels like. It's like I was yeah. in this one room and then I've, I've gone like this i I've gone, whoa, this is here. But I know everything about like I'm still at the party. I still know everything about this, but there's just more. And so, for me, I felt this huge rush of excitement of enthusiasm, which uh you know I've been acting since I was seventeen professionally I'm, and and it wasn't to say that I was in any way over it, but it's definitely it, it it you know it it opened up a new feeling for it a new feeling and you said yeah a new feeling for it so it's um it's very interesting you know I'm very i'm proud of myself that i took that step and uh i wanted to you know i've been thinking about it for some time and and now i want to to continue this education and continue this uh this enjoyment i've had some help along the way which has been fantastic
0: yeah i like the metaphor about there being a different room at the party there's a lot of rooms at this party that you can get into which is it's cool to explore all them i've been in a lot of them in, in this industry it's just uh yeah. yeah Well, man, I told you we wouldn't talk for an hour and we've almost been talking for an hour so is there anything left that Always you want you want to say about the movie? I mean, the movie's brilliant. Um, I'm sure a lot of people here have seen it, if not, they can go watch it on every platform on demand now and it'll be over
1: over there soon. so yeah, you did a brilliant job. Thank you so much. Yeah, no, I just want to say, look, we had a lot of fun making this film. I think it's got a real, um, it's a very exciting film with a very heartfelt element as well. Um, I feel like, you know, if you're not a World War II film fan, give it a shot. Um, and if you are, I, I, I'm confident that you, uh, you will enjoy this one, uh, add it to your, uh, add it to your favorites, I hope. Um, but no, thank you to you, Eric, for, uh, hosting this and thank you to everyone for, being a part of it and checking it out. Um, I look forward to keeping up with everyone's uh, thoughts and feelings on the movie via social media. So um, you can chat to me there as always. And uh, I hope you enjoyed the film. And I look forward to doing another one of these sometime in the future, my man. Thank you.
0: Yeah, it was good talking with you, man. Um, Have a nice night. It's late over there. And uh, I'll talk to you soon.
1: Good night, everyone. Stay safe. Thank you. (laughs)